Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Penheads of Horror. In this installment, we talk about the movies that we watched over break, books that were turned into movies, the ones that were done well, and the ones that weren't done so well. Hellraiser, a retrospective, and our favorite and least favorite movie of 2015. So sit back and enjoy the show. talk here on the Pinheads of Horror. I'm also in a band called Armored Assault. Let's talk about horror. What up? This is Luco. <laughs> I also am on this show, and I also talk <laughs> in other things, like the Metal Experience, and I'm also in a band, The Forms They Take, and... Yay! Ziggly! And then in the spring, I'll be on the Master Batters again. Oh, the Master Batters coming up again. Team Captain, baby. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, Master Batten. Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm also on this podcast, and I'm also in a band called Skullfogger, and I like things. <laughs> uh, I'm Larry. <laughs> I like horror movies, too. I write a blog about really, really low-budget horror movies. Check it out. It's called My Bleeding Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, way to sell yourself, Well, Larry. do you want me to talk like you guys were? Yeah! And I like horror movies, too. I'm Ed. I am the person who brought us all together. For what reason, I have no idea, but um, <laughs> I'm glad I did it. The ring leader. I'm also in Skullfogger with Michelle. Woo! And, uh, yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Alright, everybody. Episode 7. Pinheads of Woo! Horror Podcast. First and foremost, happy fucking new year to all of you, my friends. Thank you. <laughs> what up, guys? Um, I hope you guys had a good Christmas and good New Year's. I was sick as a fucking dog through all of it. Yeah, but you, t- you had some time in bed to watch some horror movies while uh, you were sick, or no? I had time. In, I had time in bed to like sweat profusely, hold my stomach, and say, "What did I do?" <laughs> So he, he masturbated a lot. <laughs> That's what I do when I'm sick. I was so sick I couldn't even do that. Uh, well, thanks for killing it. <laughs> so, we are back from our break. I hope you guys had a fun break. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good month off to like watch a bunch of stuff that was out. Yeah. Mm. Stuff that came out, especially like kind of the holiday themed horror, horror movies. Yeah. Themed horror movies. Which were like Krampus and... Uh, uh, Christmas Horror Story. So. I think I saw Krampus the day after we talked about Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a while ago. What'd yeah, you, what'd you I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what did you think of Krampus? Um, imagery and everything was really cool. I thought, I mean, it, the more I thought about it after I saw it, when I first saw it, I kind of was like, man, that movie sucked. <laughs> but the more I thought about it, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't, I don't know. I definitely wish it was R. Like, That's it is... So 
it is definitely one of those movies where I walked out and was kind of like, alright, it was pretty cool. They had demonic toys and, like, evil, like, elves and all this shit, but, like, it would have been cool if it could have been a little gorier. So kind of like what a, uh, a Christmas horror story actually was. <laughs> Honestly, like, if like it was, like, if those two movies could have, like, meshed together, yeah, it would have been awesome. Yeah, because that's exactly the kind of film that, uh, like I was said, just interjected with the uh, Christmas horror story because it was definitely rated R and it was definitely, you know, tongue-in-cheek sense of humor and, I mean, you had William Shatner in it. You know, mm. playing the the drunk radio DJ and stuff, and it had a, a you know an actual good twist at the end. And it's hard for me not to like predict movies right off the bat. And I mean, you know, it got me. And yeah, yeah it got me. And I was like, oh, even Matt heard me in the background. I go, ah, good one. Way to go and get me on that. You know, like I was very pleased with it. So, uh, yeah. Holiday movies. Sorry, I totally just interjected in there. Anybody else put the name? Sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I'm trying to think if... Like, I mean, it was... Like, Krampus I thought was good. I didn't, like, hate it. Like I said, I didn't think it was, like... I didn't hate it either. Amazing. Like, I haven't heard anybody, like, really lose their, their lid over it. Like, no one's been like, Oh, that movie was so great! Yeah. Ah! Like Star Wars. The last, <laughs> the last episode before the break, though, you fucking hated it. I still haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so, don't think oh. she. So I don't want to speak for Michelle. I don't think she so much hated. It. I think she hated the, the idea rating. that it. Yeah, that it was marked for a certain demographic. Thank you, Ed, and yes. Um, <laughs> all right. So I mean, that, especially now since the Rob Zombie movie is having trouble with that. Yeah, they are. All right. Here's the thing. How many of us saw Green Inferno? One, two, three. Three of us. Yes, I saw it. Okay. I saw. It. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's all quiet. Like, not I'm sorry, no, I, I, I saw it. Google and I have both not, so have not, not run to the screen to watch it just yet. No, I, I had a very long pause there for some reason. I'll see it very soon, though. Um, yeah, yeah Matt, Matt's little, you know, passive aggressive looking at his watch. That wasn't very passive aggressive. I thought that was right on the head. You know? He gave you a very hateful stare. He and did. Then he tapped his watch. And everyone that's listening to this is going to be like, what long pause? Because he's going to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. All right. <clears throat> Um, now looking at that movie, there is body dismemberment, flesh consumption, organ consumption. <laughs> There's some pretty graphic shit in that movie, right? Yeah. By today's standards. It was, it was, it was graphic. It was, it was a graphic movie. Now, <clears throat> 31 was crowdfunded, so I can imagine there would be a lot of pissed off people if this movie didn't get released. One. Because that's someone's like... 31 was crowdfunded? Yeah, uh, well, then why the fuck does Rob Zombie care about a rating? The ultimate goal is to have the movie out in theaters. If it goes straight to DVD, it's really hard for, I would think, for a vast majority of audiences to see it. But then again, like Child's Play, the newest one, Curse of Chucky, went straight to DVD. And, and I was, watched the fuck out of it. And it was pretty good. That was pretty good. It was good. pretty good. Now, that was a little true, but... <laughs> I actually won't go see Rob Zombie's movie in the fucking theaters because I want to see the unrated version when it comes out on DVD. And I know there's just a little bit more blood, and that's usually the difference between rated and unrated. There's just that little bit more blood, and it's not even really noticeable. No, I think the big difference is... See, here's what's really fucked up about the way movies are made. Graphic violence seems to be okay, but it's more language they have a problem with. That's true. 
Especially in the 90s, that was, uh, that was a big thing. Which is ridiculous when you think about, at one point, Trains, Planes, and Automobile had the record for the most fuck, like F-bombs dropped, and that was a family movie. Well, not family movie, but it was a comedy that was really popular. It had over, what was it, like 19 uh, fucks in like one mm-hmm. monologue. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, the FCC is just, everyone's become so overly sensitive and so concerned about what everyone's exposed to or what everything does and it doesn't even become about like the art anymore or like trying to do the storyline it's like who are you going to offend and how are you going to hurt your ratings and so, that's what sucks well, there, I was going to say there's like a great thing Jerry Seinfeld just talked about how like on I forget what what like late night show he was on about how like even like being a comedian you pretty much have to like everyone's just so easily offended nowadays that it's everyone gets yeah. so butthurt so well, easily. Well, you think about yeah. Louis C.K. and how he had to do that monologue on SNL again because the first one was so offensive to everyone because he made some. He awful. made a he made a joke about a child molester not wanting to molest him and how it hurt his. Feelings. And that was a joke that he always did in his in his bit. And you know what? Minute. At the end of the day, it's fucking funny. It, you know. You know. All right. But let's talk about the old lady. That's a lot more safer. <laughs> Well, my whole deal with, like, this whole Rob Zombie thing and everything is, like, I don't know. I feel like, especially Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie being, like, such the, I don't know, artistic director he is and, like, how much Icon. Believe, right? Um, I mean, he be- he should believe in, like, his art enough. Okay, Hateful Eight just came out. They did two different screenings. They did their road, the road show or whatever mm-hmm. where they went to a bunch of small theaters Again, there's music box, places like that. Yeah. I'm sure if you get it printed, you could probably go to those, like, fine theaters that'll still play NC-17 movies. Oh, yeah, for I sure. mean, again, music box, things like that. I feel like if you approach them and do late night showings and things, you could definitely sell out those. Well, like, dude, I mean, they, they always, uh, the music box would do midnight showings of movies that were NC-17 from, like, the 70s and 80s and stuff. And, you know, we would go check out... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Christopher. Uh, Christopherson. No, no, he. Uh, oh, you're talking about Back to the Future guy? Yeah, I met him. Crispin Glover. Crispin oh, okay. Glover. Crispin. He uh, he also has uh, directed a few. Uh, experimental films. Experimental films. With, yes. With, like Down syndrome. That's how I met him. Yeah, actually, weird. he <laughs> held my hand for. Maybe a couple minutes longer than one would expect, and looked at me very deep in the eyes, and I could not. And he signed my book saying, "We are the Willows" or something. I don't know. <laughs> but God, it was movies that were very, you know, experimental and very, very out there, and would really offend a lot of people. But I mean, there are places like Music Box that will still fucking, you know, do that, and it's it's amazing how artists like or facets in Chicago yeah. also. That's another small indie. Uh, um, I guess that's. Here. Like, that's part of it, too, is, like, I guess in, like, Omaha, they're not going to be able to see it then. That's true. Yeah. There's that, that, like, those are the kind that won't get released everywhere. And and that's what I mean. Like, yeah. that's what sucks about it. But, like, it, it just sucks because, I don't know, there is such a big, like, arts community and stuff. And Rob Zombie, again, should be one to, like, push it. Like, I mean... Mm-hmm. I feel like, again, <clears throat> at, especially after, like, a big release, like, Hateful Eight did something like that, I feel like... Hopefully, maybe he'll want to do something like that, or maybe he will show, like, exclusive, 
I don't know. I just feel like he... Um, Ex- yeah, exclusive showings of like an NC-17 version in theaters. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah, I, I would, would totally to go, go see, see that, that, and I would go for the like the opening night. Like, oh, yeah. There and, you know... I feel like that would make it better, but, I mean, again, I'm not a huge fan of the whole thing, but I just... Once I heard that he was going to release the DVD, and the DVD was going to be unrated and all that, I was kind of like, well, all right, but I kind of get that you... Of course you're going to want to release it yeah. nationwide. Like, I think you're thinking more of, like, to do something like the theater and push it like that is, is more of a show for you wanting to have your artistic viewing out there and to have that whole experience. Because it is an experience when you see movies like that in a very small venue and you feel like you're a part of something that's almost intimate and creating that or for that movie, you know? Oh, like, yeah. So <clears throat> I think Rob Zombie should do this. He should just use his cut and stream it. Because his last few movies that haven't been based on Halloween have done very poorly. He will make his money back, at least, on these digital formats. Then, they can do those sideshow, uh, roadshow shows. And, like, midnight shows. Um, then people, everyone will come out. Because I don't think this will work out in theaters. I want to see it. But, but yeah, his track true. record of bringing in money is not very good. What was what were the movies that came <clears throat> out after the Halloween movies? Lords of Salem. Besides oh, Lords that was... That movie was terrible. That was not... I own Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects was in the theater. Devil's yeah, Rejects yeah. didn't that make that was, much money. That one was that was before Halloween though. Made a lot more money than that was before Halloween. No, he means movies that weren't tied to Halloween. Oh, okay. Yeah, it actually got really good critic reviews. And you know what? The other thing, too, is with this movie being crowdfunded, you're not dealing with as much studio money anymore. Yeah, right? So you're not dealing with, like, the limitations of, I want to shoot this scene, I want to have this, this, and this, but your budget only allows for, you know, well, you can't shoot that scene. So hopefully with this crowdfunded shit, it's going to work out. Well, with it being crowdfunded should mean do whatever you want now. Like if it doesn't get released in in theaters, if he could, that's do it, not a problem because it's crowdfunded. Was it one hundred percent crowdfunded? But the thing is, <coughs> I don't think it was one hundred percent crowdfunded. But the problem is, if it's crowdfunded, yeah, the people that paid the X amount are going to get their DVDs and all that, but no one else is going to make any money off of it. Well, it's, it depends on how much you fund. I don't know how his works, but I know like other like Kickstarter like I th- programs. I think Rob Zombie's made enough money. <laughs> You know, well, it's not. It's, it's, yeah, right? it's not an issue of him making the money. It's an issue of the studios making the money. And because honestly, to have a movie, what studios releasing this? Yourself in major theaters, I don't even, it's, it's a lot. I don't know. I would. Yeah, I would assume it's probably maybe like someone involved with the Weinstein's, but maybe the Weinstein's are in every movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> there's well, a Weinstein for everything. Yeah. All right. So in closing, and to counterpoint what you said, if you would. If he was able to do what he wanted to do, he'd be able to show this movie mm-hmm. in theaters. And let's not forget, one of the, our favorite movies of all times is rated NC-17. What is that? Evil Dead. Evil Dead? Mm-hmm. That's rated NC-17? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A woman yeah. gets raped by a tree. It's true. <laughs> that scene... By a tree? Not, by shot, a tree, not yeah. shot for shot is in the remake. And the remake got an R. Well, that just shows you how things have changed over time, though, yeah. too. Like, I mean, it... I mean... Yeah, this isn't as graphic anymore as it was in 1984. 
And I mean, I don't know, even when you go face it down to like TV, like, I mean, think about how much yeah. swearing there is just on basic television. I remember and the first like time. That. And that blood and yeah, I mean, gore type stuff. Things have definitely changed since the 70s. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, well, I mean, none of that would, n- none of that was ever prime time anything. It was always family, like, variety shows or yeah. something basic. Like, Lame nothing was stuff. really hard hitting, nothing was a drama, really. Yeah, no, it's hard not to offend people nowadays just because there's also so much out there that really, I mean... Again, it's, it's one extreme or the other, like, you know, either you're desensitized or you're overly sensitive. Well, <laughs> going back to what Pinky said, I mean, we live in a culture now where people are upset about Starbucks cups for Christmas. Jesus Christ, yeah. And then you know, they fucking we, Christmas all over the place. We live in a world where people will tweet Reese's because your Christmas tree candy doesn't look like a Christmas tree. Also fucking eat. You know, what the, <laughs> what the fuck, really? Like, you know, Starbucks didn't want to do a holiday cup because they didn't want people to bitch. And guess what? People still bitched. So you know what? This nation just needs to fucking stop. Mm. We need to just stop acting like such pussies. I'm offended. I, like I don't that. give a fuck. <laughs> segment um we are going to discuss movies that are adaptations from books and which films we feel were the best or the truest to the art or what the story was and ones that were just god fucking awful and were just completely wrong and uh you know there's there's so many movies that are based on books that People don't even really think about it. Like, a thousand films that are out every year are all based on books. And some of them do an incredible job of translating, not just in horror, but, like, for instance, like, Fear and Loathing Las Vegas, the book itself, I feel like, is almost word for word in the movie. It's visually stunning the same way. But what we're talking about is horror movies. And I want to start off with the one I hated the most because I just can't stop thinking about how much this movie pissed me off when I fucking... Heard about when it was coming out, and even before I saw it. Eli Roth. Uh, I can guess it. Let me. Can I guess it? Try to guess it. I am Legend. Yes. Fucking Christ! Whoa. This shouldn't have the same fucking name. Boom. It shouldn't have the same name. All right. Let me let me get a little bit back here. Okay. I am Legend is a book that was written years ago. It, it's actually Richard Matheson. Yes, it's Richard Matheson. Ma- ah, Matheson. It was written in 1954. And uh, I read this story, I don't know, like maybe 15 years ago. And it's, a, it's not a very long story. It's about maybe, what, like 250? Yeah, it's not very much. And it's, uh, George Romero has even said he's ripped off this story for Night of the Living Dead. Well, yeah, because um, I actually, I, I, I did a lot of research because I wanted to be oh. very passionate about why I hate this fucking thing. Oh, okay. So the, you're talking about the I Am Legend, the new one with Will, Will Smith? Smith? Yeah. Because yeah. there was the original one from back in Omega the day. Man. Yeah. What was it called? Omega Man, which is one of the movies that, there's a list that I have of movies that are pretty much the, based on the story. And it's, what's so interesting about it is that the fact that this story was written in 1954, it, it surpasses any kind of time. Like, you, you're not stuck in a genre of, like, it being the 50s. If you read the story now, it rings true to now. And essentially the synopsis of the story is there was a disease of some sort that 
pretty much took out the entire population of the world. And um, you find this character who is in his house, and he tries to survive every single day, and he does his whole routine of, like, you know, protecting his home and all this, and then when you get later into the story, at night, his home gets attacked by what can only be explained as almost like vampire-like creatures, which are the people that used to be his neighbors and things like that. And they always try to, like, ransack it, and he does this whole routine over and over again. But uh, essentially, the, the whole story is, is how one survives feeling that you are isolated and alone, and then the, the madness and the guilt of being alone survivor and you know him talking about losing his family like it's all within his mental like it's his flashbacks and things like that and there's just a heartbreaking scene like finds a dog and you know it's just it's 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 a really good story and it's a really great read and the ending is great well the ending is fucking amazing because and I don't want to you know if you haven't read it oh, really it's from the 50s you should have read it by now well yeah <laughs> true but Okay, so essentially what happens is that he starts trying to find a cure. He's like, he's, you know, he's taking, te- you know, blood samples and things like that from some of the creatures he finds and, you know, trying to figure out what it is. And along the story, he finds a female out in, like, the middle of a field. And, you know, his first reaction from being so alone is that he doesn't believe what he sees and things like that. And as the story progresses, you find out that um, she's actually infected. And... But she's like him. And there's a part where you learn that there's an entire society of people who are in this verge of being, like what you would say, daywalkers almost. And they actually come as an, like, almost like an army, kill and, like, mow down all the vampires that usually are, like, the lower effect that it hit him. And it's almost like a sad scene because you see these things that he's, like, related to and, like, learned, like, as a, as a norm for him, just being completely murdered. And then he gets taken in, and the whole point is that they view him as the monster. And it's just like, it's just so, it's so good. Now, with that being said, have anyone seen the Will Smith I Am Legend? Oh, Does yeah. Does any of this sound like that fucking story that I just said? There's a dog in it. There's a yeah, dog! Yeah. That is the only thing that is similar is there is a fucking dog. And I also kind of got sad about that scene. But it is just... They shouldn't even fucking called it that. They should have yeah. just called Will Smith in an old broken down no, Chicago. It should be called. Shit. It should have been called PG thirteen Blade. Blade was way cooler. With the name Blade. I Am Legend, what what is? Well, the I Am Legend. I am the one that they. He is a legend to those people. Like, He's like they're Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. Because all they know is that there is something out there that is you know. Molding. He thinks. It's kind of like seeing the story from someone else's point of view. Yeah. Because the whole time he's thinking that they're the creatures and they're the beasts. They're the bad ones. And, and then, they're trying to get him out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's really good. I mean, it's really good. And it's really easy to read through. And it's and like I said, it, the story rings true to this day. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing that, like, you know, places at any time. Because you read it, you would have thought it was written, like, this year. Because it's just the mm-hmm. basic survival of mental and emotional and you know, perspective, and really that. And it's just, one, there's two different fucking endings to the fucking remake, or, or I Am Legend. Yeah, they both are shit. Oh my god, I know! It's so bad, because 
Okay, so it's supposed to be like Will Smith is like in, you know, everything's done, the world's ended, and blah, 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 and these are terrible CGI vampires that they couldn't even get actors to be in, and then fucking, he gets a cure, he doesn't get taken into any kind of society, the fucking chick that he's in love with is fucking just some hot Italian chick that I've seen in some other stuff, like, it just, it just, oh god, it's so bad, it just makes me so angry, it makes me so, so angry. Ugh. So, what's your uh, favorite? <laughs> well, before <laughs> oh, oh. The, the, monsters, the monsters in that, all the noises they make are Mike Patton making those noises. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you right. knew that, anyone. Yeah, I knew that. Well, that's because that's Mike probably Patton the only from, thing that would be the really? saving grace for that movie. Faith from Faith No More. He does all those crazy noises that the monsters make. Mike really? Patton from yeah. Everything Awesome. He's like, a, you can watch YouTube videos of him. Just standing in front of a crowd making crazy noises. Like, I'll fucking pay it's for like, that. It's like an hour long, like video you can find on YouTube. I've so seen also him known like, as Mr. Bungle, like yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't watch it. I was like, people actually watch this whole thing. Like people pay to just watch this guy make crazy noises. All right, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really like my cat, so I was like, all right, well, I'm not gonna. Yeah, well, he got paid. And like, okay, so that's like probably the only only cool thing about that movie then is that Mike Patton like did fucking. And the thing is, he probably wasn't even really trying. He like gargled and then like fucking went ah, you know, whatever. Um. So what was the name of the book called? One more time. I am Legend. It's the same as the movie. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's written by Richard Matson, and it's really fucking good. And. Nineteen fifty four. So what what movie did you uh, or book to movie you enjoyed? Well, I was going to say uh, Let the Right One In was actually a really good adaptation of the book. Um, I, I mean, I, I could have gone the easy route and went with the Stephen King movie, but those are never, you know, those are rarely really captured on screen from the books. I, don't, I mean, I can't really think of one that, like, fucking scene for scene was just like as the book. I think The Shining, well, actually, he hated The Shining. When it came out, like Stephen King couldn't stand that. That was based on this. Yeah, movie. the made-for-TV version of The Shining is. Oh wow! Uh, well, so the made-for-TV version is a whole other story. You know? Yeah. No, that, but that's it's actually to be more accurate. To oh, that's closer, the more closely related yeah. to the book. Yeah. It is, but it's again made for movie, you know, TV, whatever. Well, um, it's like with the Willy Wonka movies. I'm pretty sure the like. The, the remake. Shittier one. Yeah, the shittier one is actually more like the closer book. to the book. But does it make it better? And no, like you know, which is, I mean, is also a way that you can look at this too. Like, what movie made the story better? You know, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like I guess. I guess um, yeah, I like the let the right one in just because, and it's it is such a slow bird and stuff like that. The book itself has so many scenes with characters that are in the film that you 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 learn way more about them and you have more of a connection to them. But it's kind of like that same isolated, desolate feeling of emptiness and loneliness and knowing that this is never going to get better, I think, is translated really well in the movie. Like, for this character, the girl who is, you know, the vampire, she's like a 12-year-old or something like that. And she's been around for a long, long time. And she pretty much just traveled in a suitcase with this old man. And if you watch the movie, you don't know that much of the background story of the old man, but it's just, you don't know what her intentions are. You don't know if she actually creates a bond with this other little boy that she meets or she's just getting him primed to be the next, you know, her caretaker. And, uh... Well, I, you know, I have to disagree just a little bit. 
Because I, I, I haven't read the book. But I have heard about it. <laughs> okay, well, that's but, a good start. Hold on. <laughs> I have seen the movie. And both, I do kind of like... Both versions? I have seen both I've versions. I've seen both versions, too. And... I kind of like that there's, like, the, the mystique of, of not knowing exactly who he is. Which is, and this is, again, the older gentleman that you see her with, and you oh, don't okay. really understand his background or, like, what the relationship is, and it's, you know, it could go in two different directions. Yeah. But in the book, when you read it, you do have a better, clearer understanding of what's going on with that character, which is not explained in the movie. And I don't know if that was intentional, for them to leave that kind of like oblivious, yeah, idea, you know, because right. you know. But then when I watched it and I saw and I read the book, and I'm like, everyone oh, thinks he's a pederast, like you know, or like people think that he's, you know. Yeah, but that also puts it in your head, like maybe, well, he's okay. The movie's setting up to show me that he's a pederast, but I'm sure there's something else that he is. What is it? What's yeah. a pederast, Larry? I don't know. I, <laughs> No, you're no, supposed no, to no, say, no. shut the fuck up, Donnie. Shut up, Donnie. <laughs> 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 I love how Penny's like, I think it's a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> for our viewers out there, or, yeah, or listeners. So, yeah. I should fire both of you for not saying the Big Lebowski. Oh, also Bram Stoker's Dracula. Because <laughs> I love Gary Oldman, and he's so fucking good. <laughs> and Keanu Reeves is... Yeah. He's in the movie. He's Jeremy in it, all right. He's... Totally up in that movie, and he's trying to bang with a writer. All right. <laughs> um, my favorite book to film adaptation would be it's really a horror movie. It's a Clockwork Orange. Nah. It's a bit of a terror. Like I would almost say, like a a mental thriller of sorts. I was say yeah, like a. I mean, it's apocalyptic kind of. Yeah. I can see that. No, it's, I mean, it's it's a great movie. I'd be scared if I got murdered with a giant dick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean that. Me too. Reading, <laughs> when you read the book, like the version of the book I had, it actually had a dictionary in the back. The, oh, the yeah. version you yeah. had, I think that was everyone's version, wasn't it? Did you have the extra chapter? Yeah, it's good to explain like their their lingo. Lingo. No, did you have the extra chapter in your book? Oh God, it's been such a long time. It's, right it's basically like a bonus chapter where like they're all older. Oh yeah. And Alex runs into uh, like one of his former droogs. Mm, I think I did have that one. My job was like seventeen when I read it. But yeah, that was like really cool because that was like I'm looking at like this book is like this book isn't supposed to be like too too long. And then I go through the back, and I'm like, oh, there's a dictionary back here. <laughs> <laughs> go back, make little notes, and then go back to what Yeah, well, reading. because you read something, and, like, if it was a book of, like, any of us together, it's like, yeah, see you later. And the book, Vidi Well. Yeah. What the fuck does Vidi Well mean? <laughs> oh, goodbye. Alicia is a fucking uh, dictionary, unless, like, with Irvin Welsh, she just fucking writes the way he wants to fucking talk, and there's no explanation. <laughs> you just gotta learn it. And I remember reading about, like, uh, when you read the book and then go to the milk bar, you don't know what the milk bar is in the movie. You think, oh, they're just at a bar. Mm -hmm. But you're like, oh, the milk has drugs in it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wait, the milk had drugs in it? Yeah. Yeah, man! I was just like, why are they hanging out at this bar? This is lame as shit. Because they get to twist the nipple and it's awesome. All right, all right. (laughs) Which, again, that's why, I mean, like, sometimes it's nice to have both the book and the movie because you can... And these little knows? tidbits that you... As I say, like, that you may not have thought about while reading it or when you watched it that, like, you kind of pick up on 
when you do the other that you're kind of like, oh, shit. And again, it kind of makes the other a little cooler. Like, yeah. Do you think that you, if you didn't read the book, would you have enjoyed the movie as much? Oh, yeah. I think the movie stands alone, like, yeah. pretty well. Like, I mean... That's true. Because I remember, I, re- I read the book in high school, um, and that's, I mean, and I and I saw the movie shortly after, because it was one of those things where they wanted you to read a book and yeah. compare it to the movie. And you're like, a clockwork orange. Yeah. I, that's just right up in my fucking <laughs> period class. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know, I, I mean, I remember reading the book and then watching it and being like, okay, not like... Again, that's a book that when you read it, you really have to like almost like concentrate to visualize everything. <laughs> yeah. Just because of like how the language, like, the language and everything um, works, you have to like really be like, all right, so what the fuck am I thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> so when you watch the movie, it kind of helps. You're like, all right. The fuck does horror show mean? Yeah. <laughs> it really does help kind of like put the scene together in your head. Even if you want to kind of, kind even more of so, like, it. like, yeah, because now you have some kind of structure, foundation to what you were thinking about. Yeah, it's like ah. Yeah, and the first time I, I've heard of a Clockwork Orange before, but uh, AMC had these like you know, I think it was like hundred scariest scenes from a horror film, and that was one of them. It was the uh, I'm singing in the rain part, because you know it's he's singing this song that's supposed to be about love. And he's about to rape a woman. Yeah. And he's beating the shit out of her husband in front of her. But there's one part of that which always makes me laugh is the way he is beating the shit out of the guy. He's keeping the cadence of the song. Yeah. Is singing. The rain. Yeah, pop, kicks, pop. Yeah. <laughs> Two kicks yeah, to the ribs. Yeah. There's a smile on my face. Pop, <laughs> pop. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that movie, even just the way it's shot, too, like, is just the fucking colors, the scenery. Isn't that um, Kubrick? Films. Kubrick, Kubrick yeah. yeah. He's very visual. Like, he's... Uh... Well, even, like, The Shining, too. I mean, with the way that fucking carpet just sticks out. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he... he there's a, I, I don't know if you guys watched that documentary yet about... It's called Room 237. Oh, yeah, and yeah. he talks about just... Because he was a fucking... He was literally a mad genius. He was a fucking genius. And he did things like change the pattern in the rug in a shot. So, like, there's a part where the kid's playing, and it's a hexagon that's completely enclosed. And then when he shoots up, it, the hexagon is a different pattern now. But they're just, that's throughout the entire movie, things like that. Just fuck with your rooms that cannot exist. Mm-hmm. The, the setup and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Just yeah. A, The one where they're in the office, but there's actually a hallway yeah. behind And there's a window? There's a window. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. <laughs> but that could have just also been a mistake, you know. No, no, no? nothing he did was a mistake. Nothing. Everything is so in, in, intricately detailed oh. and, and and intentional in his films. Larry, do you have books. one? Well, uh, I'm excited to hear adaptation. <clears throat> My favorite adaptation is Jaws because uh, by Peter Benchley. Uh, it's really close to the movie. Surprisingly, uh, but there are a few different things, a few things that were changed just to get the story moving a bit more. Like the whole thing with uh, Hooper and, and Brody's wife have like an affair. Ooh. Scandal! And uh, Hooper dies at the end. Oh. And the shark doesn't get exploded. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of lame how it dies. It kind of it drowns itself. 
Did it stop uh, swimming? Because that's how it happened. Yeah, because it's it, it couldn't keep up with the barrels anymore. So it like kind of tired itself out and it just died. And a shark away. has to continually swim to survive. If it, if it stops moving, it'll die. Yeah, because yeah. it needs to. Luco, you should know that from playing totally the Jaws true. video game. If you stop moving, you die. I don't think I don't think you can ever. Trust me. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yes. Are you dying? I don't know. No, he's actually moving. I haven't played that Jaws video game in kind of a while. Kind of a while, so. <laughs> okay, well, throw it on tonight, and all I right. want you to swim, and I want you to stop. All right. Just stop. Stop it all day, babe. I had zoo books, so I know this for a fact. I also know that the tiger shark is the only one that can give life to a live baby. Instead of, like, hatching, because usually they're... Anyway, subject, Larry. Hi, yay. All right, all let, right let me finish here. All right. Yeah. Um... So it was really close. Uh, my dislikes, I really, I really couldn't come up with too many because I really don't read books too often. I, I read Jaws back when I was in seventh grade. Then I watched the movie again for like the hundredth time. Anyway, and that movie still—it's—it's it's still one of the scariest movies ever made, and I had trouble, you know. Getting into swimming pools after seeing that movie. Swimming pools. Yeah, there might nice. be a shark in there. At night, there even. It's like, oh, man. Isn't that number one on that list? That AMC list was the shark. Yeah, it's Jaws. Jaws. Yeah. So what did you prefer, the movie or the book? I preferred the movie. Because what Spielberg did with that movie. Uh, well, because he had to. Mm. He had, <laughs> with, with the shark not working a lot of the time on the movie. That shark worked out a lot. But it's what you don't see what scares you the most. And I was actually thinking about this on the ride here. About, uh, especially with with men. In men in, men in horror movies and in real... <laughs> <laughs> men in horror movies and in, and in real life, whenever you hear a man say... What the fuck is that? That means they are scared shitless because they are not in control anymore. <laughs> you ever hear that? There, you ever right. hear that from a guy saying, what the fuck was that? That means you should run and be scared because he is scared. That's just, that's the male way of saying. How many red lights did you blow thinking of that? Uh... In, I don't know, four. Yeah, so what mo- the fuck was that, not what the fuck is that? Or is e- either one. Okay. In movies and in real and life? And in real life. All right. Because, like, uh, yeah, try not to say it when you're in your house at night and you hear something bang. Oh, Jesus. And you go, what the fuck is that? You're scared, right? Well, what yeah. if you're like, what the fuck was that? And you grab a bat yeah, and you walk over. because that's what it is. Yeah, well, that's fear driving you to do that. What if it's like, like a mole God damn it. you before and you're like, what the fuck is that? And like, one other thing is... In, when you're first time bungee jumping, what <laughs> you can't help but say shit. Yes, it's true. I was it's there. All of us true. did it. All of us. You, yeah. You, you, there's no way. You there's can't just say like shit. I think it's almost impossible to not say shit when oh, you bungee shit. jump. Get back to talking about Jaws. All right, anyway, <laughs> Jaws. Uh, so yeah, that's my. Well, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> any any dislikes? None that I can really think of. Uh... Again, it's kind of like because you didn't read enough books. Probably because there's didn't a lot of shitty books. fucking. I can give you another one if you want to borrow one. World War Z. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take that one. Go for it. Oh yeah, that movie was totally. Hey, hey Larry, <laughs> in the Jaws book, when it says something swam in the water, does it break down to da 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 da? Just like no, a word. Yeah. D A. 
And then capital letters and it builds up. And it just says Jaws. End of chapter one. Chomp, 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 bubble, bubble, bubbles. Uh, yeah, you're right. Actually, World War Z is a, is a really good example of how they just kind of disregarded the whole book and just made a zombie. Just game. made a completely that, because story. that whole movie though, everything you read about it, it just says it was a fucking disaster. Like, yeah, but the thing like, is, it should, when it. I first heard World War Z was coming out, I like legitimately was excited. But then the next question in my head is, how are they gonna do this? Yeah, how are they gonna do this movie? This should be a, a series on Showtime. That's such a great idea. Showtime, yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> just Boom. do, there you go, just do a mini Because series. you can break that down into, like, at least 12, I mean. Yeah, because that's how it's, that's how the book, the book is. is. And yeah. it's so, it's so interesting because it's almost like travels backwards almost in a certain sense. And it's, the story, I don't know if anyone read it. That's, like, one of the only books I have ever read. Yeah, I read and that so too. And so, like, the storylines are, they're really good in the, the or from perspectives of, like, di- different cultures, backgrounds that were affected by this and how each one survived or what they did or, or like, the progression of what happened with this infection. Where in the movie, it's fucking Brad Pitt looking all Brad Pitty and... Well, that's because the movie's not about all these different people. It's about Brad Pitt because Brad Pitt sells (laughs) movie tickets. This is true, but then why fucking call it World War Z? Like, that's the thing. Why take the title? Because you have that... And then you have Brad Pitt. Well, all you have to do is say Brad you, Pitt in something. You, don't you have, have to, all your women that are going to get moist between the legs for Brad Pitt. And, and then he cares about his family, but he's still keeps, keeps, <laughs> And then you're going to have, like, the people like us. Oh, World War Z. <laughs> well, you, the people like us would have already been turned off when, one, again, it was PG-13. Yeah. And, two, you saw how the zombies were in the comer- in the. Previews. Oh, CGI, yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Not, not even the CGI itself, but the fact that oh, they were fast moving that, that and wall. that piling, yeah. pile-up thing, like, it was just like that, it wasn't even, they didn't even look like the way they're described in the book. Yeah. And it's just, and it's a shame because, again, it is a great story. And it is, it, and it is, can totally be translated to film if it's done correctly. It probably would have cost less money. Yeah, it would have to be episodic. You know what, yeah. there, there's a book called The Rising... It's by uh, Brian Keene. He's one about of my the video game. What? No, <laughs> it's it's just called The Rising. It's by Brian Keene. It's one of my f- he's one of my favorite horror writers. The book is basically about the apocalypse and these creatures that and basically harvest the dead. Like once you die and your soul leaves your body, you get taken over by this other entity, and they're very zombie like. Like they eat flesh. They. I feel like I actually might have read this. It's it's worth it. Check it out. It's because for a while I was reading nothing but zombie books. Like it was just this was, came out like almost ten years ago, maybe. It was around the time that I was reading a shitload of zombie books. All right, so you done, Larry? Or? Yeah. Okay, Luke, go. All right. Oh so, hell, Luke, uh, what do you have in store? I don't really le- read a lot of. Books, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But uh, <laughs> I probably never read it. I don't know. <laughs> but it just reminded me. I had. I have read. You know, the, the Zombie Survival Guide book, and I've also read World War Z. And World War Z, I'm not really good at reading books. So, like, I read, like, half of it, and I was like, fuck reading. So I put it down on a shelf, and, like, two years later, I was like, I need to finish that book. <laughs> so I finished the book. Chapter one. No, I started from where I left off. The bookmark was Chapter there, one. Like, chapter whatever. I was like, all right, one. I'll pick it right back up. And, uh... 
So the book, you know, after I was done, I was like, okay, that book was okay. And then I saw the movie, and I was like, okay, that movie was okay. I wasn't like, fuck that. It was like, it was entertaining, and it was different, because obviously, World War Z had just stories, just different stories of different sh- stuff going on, whereas the movie was Brad Pitt in a zombie movie, you know? Yeah. But is, like, Brad Pitt's character, like, a ma- like a character in the book? No! Like, is it related to any character in the book at all, really? Or is it just... To be honest, I don't know. I'd have to reread it, and that's probably never going to happen because I don't, I'm not good at reading books. But one read book, so that was, that one was like okay. Like the book, I thought the book was okay. I thought the movie was okay. But one book that was fucking sweet that I Green never eggs and ham. did finish reading was Fear, and that's more of like sci-fi horror or whatever. I don't even know what you'd. And that movie is also sweet. Wait, the one with Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson and oh. Sarah Stone, Stone and D- Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. I think that movie is fucking awesome, and I read, like, probably half that book, and I thought it was sweet, and then it was due back at the library, and I returned it, and, you know, and that was the end of that. And then you watched the movie. And then I watched the movie, so I was like, man, that was sweet. So now I have to return that to the library. So that was a long-ass time ago, and, you know, one of these days, I'll probably end up picking that book up again and finishing it. <laughs> but and it was a sweet from now. Oh, I, I totally will. I totally will. You should have watched the movie again with captions. Yeah, it was a sweet so book, and it was a sweet movie. It. So, yeah, I would say that would be my... I mean... I think it was a sweet book. I only got like halfway. <laughs> when I recall, I remember it being pretty awesome, but then it was due back, and I'm like, well, <laughs> it's I been can't fun. See you later. Constraints of six yeah. weeks. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that was Sphere. Boom. That was a good movie. Yeah. Right. Epic. Pindy? Um, I'm like, I'm right there with Luco. I don't read shit. Uh, <laughs> no lie. I read a Clockwork Orange, and I I did it in high school. So like, I mean, you took that though, and <laughs> I'm sorry. I like the only other like horror book I can think of that I've read was again like in high school, and it was Frankenstein. So um, the two movies I really can think of is like the old school like Boris Karloff Frankenstein, because all the other ones are like supernatural Frankenstein's, where like he's fueled by like the devil or like. Oh, there's that oh, yeah, one, yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro one. Mary Shelley's yeah, Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, I one. never saw that one. That, one's, it, that one's more too... Is it good, though? Like, it's good. I liked it. Yeah, it's okay. I liked it. Bob, Rob, Rob, Bobby De Niro Bobby. Is, 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 a, is a great Frankenstein. But then I, I wanted to point out Young Frankenstein just because... <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> Hi, this is Doug Bradley, pinhead from the Hellraiser movies, and you are listening, appropriately enough, to the pinheads of horror. And you'd better keep listening, or I will tear your soul apart. So now that we're back from break, um, we are going to start our retrospective series. That's where we're going to talk about a big franchise film, has a lot of sequels. Uh, Break it down, discuss what we like, what we don't like, which one is our favorite. So, since we have the name Pinheads of Horror, what's a better way to start off than going with the Hellraiser series? Hmm. Right? Yeah! Sounds good to me. All right, so, Larry, in true Andrew Andrew Dice Clay fashion, I'm going to light a cigarette and I will start. Hey! (laughs) All right, well, there's nine of these movies. Eight eight of the nine of them have Doug Bradley in them as Pinhead. The the first one uh, I I love is the the character of Frank. He's so creepy and crazy he's my favorite character in the movie he's like 
This is Frank. He uh, got me. He did that in episode one, and it was the funniest <laughs> fucking part. <laughs> it. Hey, it's your Uncle Frank. <laughs> it's your Uncle Frank. <laughs> uh, you gonna you gonna let me in? You gonna let me stand out in the rain? I fucked your mother. Uh, the Clyde Barker is uh, I I love his artwork. I love his writing. Uh, I've read uh, some of his stories uh, in comic book form, actually. Uh. I'd have to say my favorite Hellraiser movie, though, is Part 3. That was uh, the Hell on Earth. Uh, one of the coolest scenes is the that whole the, in the bar with all the chains coming out and ripping everyone up to shreds. Uh, then, like, I, after that movie, it just started getting really bad. Like, Bloodline... Uh, Bloodline was so bad that the director had his name taken off of it. <laughs> no shit. No shit, really? Yeah, yeah he did. Uh, they like uh, the studio re-edited his re-edited his movie, and he's like, "I don't like it this way." And he's like, "Just yeah, take my name off it." Uh, then from there, they got what was the next one? Inferno, I think. So, yeah, yeah, Inferno was next. Yeah, Two thousand. Like Craig Sheffer, like a he's like the poor man's David Boreanaz. <laughs> That's the okay, he's from like he's from Nightbreed. Let's not forget the uh, forgotten Totoro brother. Yeah, they got uh, Nikki. Nikki they, Totoro. They TV Totoro is <laughs> TV not, Totoro. not movie Totoro. Yeah, the poor man's David Boreanaz. That is that's <laughs> dead on. Yeah. Like, uh, then like Pinhead started like not showing up as much. You know, they only had Doug Bradley for a day, and you're like, all right, well, let me just. Sentence these guys to hell, and there you go. Here's ten, <laughs> here's ten grand. Uh, then yeah, uh, then there's like one that happens in like Eastern Europe with like a cult. Hellseeker? Yeah, yes. is that Hellseeker? No, that's Deader. Deader. Uh, Hellseeker is the one with uh, the mayhem. Guy, Mayhem's in it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the guy who what is he? It's all like a dream and shit. Yeah, he's in hell. Oh, that's the worst. He's in hell, and it's actually kind of a throwback to the first one because you find out that he was actually married to Christy from the first one. Yeah. Well, and what? Uh, Again, it's like a dream where, like, he dreams that they're, like, laughing and shit in the car, and then, like, isn't she, like... They're, arg- him they're or, arguing with each other. And and arguing. So yeah, pretty much Inception stole, uh, like, their whole script from fucking <laughs> Just because it's a movie. B-movie, you steal it. Yeah. Yeah, then there's the one where it's like a... Hellworld. Hellworld, yeah. That, it happens like a meat locker, isn't it? Or like a, there's like a dance club. And, yeah. yeah. And that and actually has uh, Lance Henriksen in it. Yeah, Lance Henriksen. And that's when they're do anything. <laughs> trying to do visual visual effects with the video games, and yeah, like, yeah. looking back now, the it's, video games look terrible. Yeah, they're very pixelated. And but they were shitty. cutting edge for the yeah. time. Yeah, and hackers, the cyber warriors. <laughs> There's part seven, which I don't know if I've seen. Deader. Deader. Deader is. Oh, uh, it's uh, that that girl who does softcore porn all the time. Like, oh yeah, Kari Wur. I know that whore. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know yeah, that. I know that. Just like eight-legged oh. freaks, I think. And, but yeah, uh, I, I you know I watched them all. <laughs> eight-legged, eight-legged freaks, yeah, eight-legged eight freaks. freaks. <laughs> and you even watched Revelations. Yeah, I even watched like the absolute worst one. She was in Anaconda. Yeah. She was in Sharknado Deuce. Uh, yeah, Anaconda really yeah. is that the right Anaconda? She's not an Anaconda. Softcore oh. porn. <laughs> um, yeah, ninety-seven. Overall, everyone's opinions and whatnot. Oh uh, yeah, Larry, what's your whole take on the series? Like, what do you, 
what would you rate it on a scale of one to ten? I would give it an eight if it was just the first three movies. Yeah. But seeing as there's nine, including the ninth one, which is it's absolutely just horrible. Fuck the ninth one. All take right, the so ninth one take off. the ninth one off. No. Uh, I'll give it a six. Does it get graded on a curve? See, uh, that's <laughs> weird because you're taking the ninth one out, but yet your score goes down. What is that? Oh. No, I said, I said four, five, eight. five six, seven, eight. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Four, five, okay. six, seven, Sorry. eight also. <laughs> you got to think of those. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they have good moments in them. But, Brad, yeah. Granted, Doug Bradley's still in them, but he's barely in them. He's barely yeah. in them. <laughs> Although the moments he's in him, he's great. Yeah, he's but you so could probably make funny. up an entire movie with just the scenes that he's in from the last, like, four or five movies. It's probably like an hour. It, it may, not even it. an hour. It's probably like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is even, like, yeah, Shall we in, begin? In the, in the originals, like, he doesn't even... The Terminator has more lines. <laughs> but Ed's right. Sorry. Those are the best parts, though, because he says everything all fucking cryptic and... Ah. Like, so many well, wonderful you, movies. You know what? Uh, I'll get some shit for this. I really liked Inferno. I, I, I liked the story, but I also like how... Which which number is that? That is five. So that's, that's after Bloodline. That's when they started the going direct one? to DVD. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's when they started. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I enjoyed the story, and I really liked the message he was trying to convey where this cop let his obsession with trying to solve the puzzle always be right. It's almost like you could take those movies and base them off the seven deadly sins in a sense because, you know, pride. The cop put his pride in front of everything, neglected his wife and neglected his daughter. And one of the last scenes in Inferno is Pinhead at his house and you see his wife is, like, frozen to death, his daughter is frozen and he says, do you see what happens when you leave the love, the ones you love out in the cold? <laughs> Which I thought was kind of a shitty tagline, but... You <laughs> well, know, he, he tries to grab his wife's arm and it just snaps off. <laughs> but it... I don't know, something about that one was really good. And there's a scene in the second one which really stands out to me. Because it was the first time, I think, as much of an oxymoron as this is, he showed mercy on somebody. Uh, there was a girl in the Institute who found the puzzle box... And she solved it. Or she opened the box. She, she aided uh, Dr. Chenard to open it. Yeah. yeah. And when the Cenobites show up, he looks at her and he says, this was a quest of curiosity. And they walk away from her. Like, they spare her because they realize she doesn't want anything. She was just curious. Right. And she opened the box. Like... It's, it's the vices that they feed upon, like... Like, the first one you could definitely say is lust. Because Frank was a sex addict. Yeah. Big, I feel like he does show mercy on Kirsty like, all the time, though. Like, how often does she get away with, like... Shit, <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, 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 no, no, Three no, fucking no, movies I, now. <laughs> no, no, I got this. Hold on. Uh, you're, you're this... You used to be a soldier, right? Like you're a good guy, a little big ear. Well, you know, you know what? Let's See, that's one thing you can argue. If you're going to make another Hellraiser movie... You could make a prequel and go into his backstory because they tried doing that in the third one. I was going to say. The and they didn't really go fully into it. I was going to say, they kind of leave... They leave a lot open, but it's like, that's a really interesting story. <laughs> I think, what was it? Was it the third one where they show, like, his transformation into Pinhead? Uh, yeah, that's the third one. When he's he down. He's like, 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 Oh, yeah, that's where Morphing was first. Well, one of the first times it was used was that scene where he comes together. Yeah. 
and then it was used in like a Michael Jackson video. Yeah. <laughs> and let's not forget the third one too. My favorite scene. Mm, are you gonna take my one? Is yours the church one? Ah uh, no. Okay. The third one. It's right after the uh, massacre at the night. That's Club. my favorite scene. When she runs into the church and she runs up to the father and she's like, he's after me, he's after me, he's after me. And he says, no demon can get through this door. And then she seems like, well, what the fuck do you call that? And he's just standing there. And he walks up to the altar and the priest holds up the cross and he melts the cross in his hand. Oh, fuck, what does he say? Thou shalt not bow before any branded false. image. I thought it was false idols or something. Or like branded image or something. Something along those lines. And then he proceeds to give the priest communion. Like he takes a piece out of himself and feeds it to him. Yeah, that was kind of fucked up. Goes up to the altar, knocks everything down, takes two pins out of his head, stabs him in his hands, and then he goes like this. He even tilts his head. And when I met Doug Bradley at the horror convention, he had that picture. And I was looking, he had a ton of like 8x10s and like 11 by Like he had a... Ton of different pictures with different sizes. I didn't know the size off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> we need details, Ed! 11 by what? No, I hear it. Were they glassy? Were they semi glassy? No, you bastard! 14? I, 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 16? I, I say 11 and I just pause and I see Matt. <laughs> and when he, I saw that picture, I'm like, that's the one he's going to sign for me. And because that's just, that scene is just, it's burned into my mind forever. Just because it has the flames from the candles and him in crucifixion pose. I mean, the imagery of that shot is just fucking great. And that picture is sweet. Can I ask you a question? You can't have it because it's personalized. No, I was going to ask, like, did you pay for it? Did you give him a bunch of crumpled up bills? (laughs) No, no, I paid with my credit card, actually. Was it crumpled up? (laughs) Listen. This one's the only one that I use for emergency. I'm going to tell you the same thing I told that wise-ass Kane Hodder. I had a lot of shit in my hands. <laughs> I had a bag, I had my phone, and I was trying to get my wallet. Now, shit got crumbled. Yeah, bag of shit I would love, I'd love to see you say that to Kane Hodder. I, would lo- I know I was going to say, I'd like to see this play out. I, mean, I listen, want Kane. <laughs> listen. Well, I got time for your shit. Listen, wise-ass. You want the money or not? throw it in his face. Oh, fumbly Jones over here. <laughs> so, then what would you rate the series overall? Out of ten. Are we, okay. Are we also excluding nine? nine? Okay. Yeah, we'll I, exclude nine here. Negative, um, negative ten for nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's an hour and ten fucking minutes. That's like a YouTube fan video. And now it's an hour and two minutes because we're talking about how terrible it was. <laughs> um, I would give it a... Seven. All right. The franchise in total seven. All right. So we got six and seven. Because you know what? The book, too, The Hellbound Heart, is enjoyable. But that, you know, we just talked about that. But anyway. You said there's a book, too? I've never read any of the books. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hellbound Heart. (laughs) I've ever, yeah, right? I'm going to check that out. That seems pretty. And you said it's a pretty quick read. I like quick reads. It's 186 pages. I can do that. I can do 186. Put it down for two years and pick it up. (laughs) Chapter one. Yeah. Fuck. But uh, that's enough reading for today. (laughs) I I want to start first with my rating and then explain why I do give it where it is. You know where I put it. So I would give the rating a five out of ten, based on first off. The Hellraiser movies, it's so iconic. Pinhead is just such an iconic horror figure in, you know, the horror community. 
But overall, I think the storyline from movie to movie and the storyline just in the particular movies is so lacking, so lacking in every single movie that... And mind you, I watch some terrible movies, you know. But, like, in 2, I watched the... Uh, when I was done with it, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck did I just watch? What was it? I have no idea. It made no goddamn sense. You guys don't need to explain it to me. Because I'll probably watch it. I'll probably watch that series again one I will day, explain it to you and make it make You don't sense. have to. I'll rewatch it again. But I just remember watching some of them. Because I've seen all of them. 1 through 9. I don't know if I've seen them in order, but... I have seen all of them, and I just remember just the storyline almost in every single movie I thought was super lacking. And if it had a better storyline, and like you said, he would only come on, Doug Bradley would only come on set for like one day, shoot some parts, then most of the story wasn't even about him. They would just like throw in. Um, I I gave it a five based on purely the fact that it's such an iconic figure that they made. I put him right next to Leatherface, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Chucky... You know, Ghostface and all those other, you know, that's my two cents on it. Alright, I guess I'll go next. I mean, yeah, I've seen all of them. I, I saw Revelations, and I mean, yeah, it's. <laughs> if we're rating Revelations, yeah, I'd give it like a zero or a one or something. <laughs> I've watched it, so I, I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, even the parts with Pinhead, you're just kind of like, you're waiting for it, and you're just like, ah, it sucked. The other eight, I mean, the last. Everything after four, pretty much, to me, was pretty much kind of like meh that's a good way to point it out they're kind of like movies that could have been their own movies that they just kind of tossed in pinhead like i mean obviously people found this puzzle box and it fucked with their like their like whole like mind and shit but like you really didn't like i don't know you could have could have like tossed in other elements and made it a different movie i do like the idea of the puzzle box to me i to, to me it is more than just Pinhead, it is the puzzle box. Like, right, yeah. Like, it's a character I, it's a itself. Character, yeah. yeah. Um, I like the fact that it can enter all these different people's worlds and, like, totally... Again, it doesn't... Their story becomes Pinhead's story. It's not like Pinhead's story revolves around them. Like, you know what I mean? It's never like... With Halloween, him going after his family. Like, I mean, throughout the whole fucking series, series it's him going after his family. This, like, I mean, it's 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 an open world. Like, I mean, yeah. anyone who finds that puzzle box and opens it, you're pretty much fucked. Yeah. Yep. I'd give it a seven just because, again, iconic figure, yours, too. I mean, again, the puzzle box and Pinhead. And those kill scenes, man. Some of those fucking gory-ass kill scenes, they're awesome. Like, yeah. I mean, even if the stories weren't always good, uh, some of those kill scenes were pretty pretty awesome. Like uh, Everyone's favorite Cenobite. Ooh. Uh, can I go since I just won? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so adorable. <laughs> so can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Uh, I kind of like Chatterbox. Oh! Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's nice. the yeah. He's the best. Yeah, that bastard. Oh. Uh, I, I would choose Chenard at the uh, end of two, where he's hooked up to that big old fucking thing on his head. How does he get around? He's got all that shit coming out of his hands and eyes and fucking knives. He's gnarly. Oh, Chatterbox is my favorite. But Chatterbox is pretty awesome. Yeah. What are the names of all of them? You guys remember that? Uh, Butterball, Chatterbox. Butterball is a fat guy. Uh, Who are the twins? The twins were... uh... They were like CD 
They were like oh, CD, CD guys. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. in the, in the I would pick him because he looked like fuck that guy. I could take that guy down. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the stupid CDs. Come on. Yeah, they had the a flamethrower too, right? Well, they they actually added more Cenobites in the third one. Yeah, yeah. like newer Cenobites. Yeah. Uh, and you got to see how some of them were made later too. And that's kind of fun. Her. Her camera guy, <laughs> LJ, was probably my oh, favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, guy. Well, that was his name, right? LJ? Yeah. 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 LJ, LJ, LJ. Yeah. And then he'd like no, zoom in. Yeah. It was LJ or LJ? Yeah, it was one of those. Because he has one of the best fucking kills ever. Uh, he just grabs somebody and puts the camera right yeah, through his head. Yeah, that's cool. great. Time for a close up. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to see if I can find them all just like listed, but I don't know if I can do The girl that. with the, the throat open. I that like was another yeah. one that I really liked. I couldn't remember which one she was. She was a smoker. I remember that. No, that was only in the third one. Yeah. No, she's in the first second. one and the... Like, she comes she, back when they when they come out of the... When they remake her in the third one, it's that chick Terry. Yeah. And because she oh, was yeah, a chain smoker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I got them. So there's Pinhead. Uh, there's one that's just... It's called Female Cenobite. Butterball, uh, it's Chatterer, yep. Chatterer 2. I like Chatterbox better. Um, the Doctor, Piston Head. Piston Head That's is the, the camera guy, right? No, Piston no, Head no, is, no, is uh, Piston Head is the, uh, fuck, what's his name in the third one? Um, uh, oh, the, the club owner. Yes. He has that thing in his fucking head still. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The twins. There is, uh, Dreamer. Uh, camera head, camera head. Dreamer, so dreamer, original. dreamer is Terry. I think that's yeah. Uh, CD, that's, which, that's his name. <laughs> yeah. CD, not original at all. Uh, Barbie, bartender. Uh, yeah. she's that's the flamethrower guy. Yeah, Angelique. That's uh, the princess. She's from uh, Bloodline. Yeah, she's so then, to be like the princess. Oh, of yeah. They became the Cenobite based on what they were doing. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. So it's ha- not because she's. He worked at Home Depot or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck! Look at all these nails. Uh, <laughs> I hate my fucking job. I'm a home contractor. Home nail guns. Uh. Well, originally wasn't he not even like? I think he was like a safari. No, he was a soldier. He was a soldier. Was a soldier. <laughs> soldier? <laughs> yeah, his Jesus his Christ. Safari. I don't remember. It was. <laughs> so, he had a hat on. He had a hat on. He looked like <laughs> he, he was fucking, on safari. Fucking wild game and fucking Afro. That's why I could have swore. It was a vintage wash. Yeah, that's what his uniform was like. Then there's bound. Uh, torso. That's the one who has the bound, bar yeah. on his head. Uh, torso. The engineer. Stitch. Spike. Wire twins. That's the one. Wire, wire twins. twins. Yeah. Then there's Siamese twins. Wait, are they the same one? Well, one's bound together from birth. The other one's bound together from Barb. Oh yeah, and the ones that are Barb are the twin. I, don't know, uh, I just made sec- that shit up. So. Oh whatever. <laughs> the twin security guards are the ones. These that... are the wire twins. The old wire. Wait, they're oh yeah, all no, accompanied with a picture. I think th- they came in one of the later. Where'd you find yeah, I was this? Say, these uh, are the it's like a wiki page, like a. Yeah, I'm thinking about the twins that are in like wiki bloodline, uh, Hellraiser page. Um, so then there's Siamese twins, surgeon, and sculptress, and that's sculptress. all that are listed. Matt brought up a good point. If anyone has in mind what their favorite kill from all the movies might be. From the second one, where she, um, I mean, it's not like even a Hellraiser kill, but when she sucks the dude, like, to fucking nothing. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I just love how afterwards she's so, like, nonchalant, just like, all right, that was cool. Uh, well, the most iconic one, though, is, of course, the first film, where Frank finally gets all of his juices back, and he gets, uh... <laughs> He skins her... Uh, her dad. Yeah. Oh, he wears so her gross. skin. <laughs> then the Cenobites finally catch up to his ass and tear all his flesh, get all those hooks into him, and then he says the line, and Jesus wept. And then they just pull the hooks out and he explodes. That's... Uh, that one's my favorite. I always enjoy a, a giant massacre scene, and I, I do oh. enjoy the scene in the, in the club where it's just, like, everyone getting fucked, like, and then, you know... The classic door flows and the pool of blood comes out from under, and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> well, it was the little things, <laughs> little things with how that scene started. Like I think, what was it? Um, there was a statue of someone holding of something holding a heart, and the heart started like bleeding down the arm, and then slowly you just see like the like screws coming out and like barbed wire yeah, coming the, down, like from the decor. Yeah. yeah, my favorite would be in Bloodline. Uh, someone sees Pinhead and they run away. I remember watching it and I remember feeling like this sense of dread for this person because usually like with some of those horror movies you'll run away, you'll be in a dark room and you're expecting them to pop out behind you. But what happens is the guy hides and he actually, Pinhead just walks right past him. But then the guy walks into a trap and gets he actually gets his flesh like ripped apart down the middle like Hooks grab one cheek, another hook grabs another cheek, and just splits his skin right off. Mm. You don't get away from him. Silly rabbit. <laughs> and I would just like to say that that list that I mentioned, I'm pretty sure is only the ones that are featured, like, in the film. If you look up, there is, like, a complete wiki page Jesus. of, like, Cenobites that Clyde Barker has, like, made that might not be, like... <laughs> never made it to, like... Yeah, the rejects. Honestly, like, yeah, there's something around here. That. Peg leg. <laughs> <laughs> Hook man. <laughs> Toughness guy. <laughs> Pan face. <laughs> he just wears too much pancake makeup. One's <laughs> called cowboy, though. Like, I mean, that that's from uh, that's from Inferno. Okay, Abigor. Oh. It's a big sweater. ass list. Um, <laughs> These are all names that he would have had if he wrote it. Balbarith, Balbarith's Messenger, Baron, Blue Boy, Boatsman, uh, Brain, Bright Eyes, Burns. Wait, what's this list? Like, <laughs> dictionary, like. I think these are just Clive Barker's, you horses. know, sweet words to his his, his husband. These are his safe words. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Luco, what's your favorite kill? My favorite kill. I don't really feel like anything from these movies is memorable, except when Frank was like, Jesus wept. That was pretty sweet. What does that even mean? Anyone? Uh, is that like... Well, Jesus wept. It's in the Bible. Guys. Is it? I don't know. I didn't read that book either. Fuck! <laughs> it's it in the Bible. It's as long as Genesis to fucking that it's in a bi- It's in the Bible. It's in the movie. It's in a Machine Head song. I mean, come on. Hey, guys. What's up? This is Rob Salem from The Ford. Streaming 24-7 from the heart of Midwest hell at theforgeradio.com. The Forge brings you the best local, regional, national, and international signed, unsigned, and independent rock, metal, punk, hardcore, and more. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Forge Radio and listen on desktop, laptop, and mobile at theforgeradio.com. The Forge, where the mainstream meets the underground. And you crave, you never thought you'd be-
All right, now that 2015 is over, we're looking forward to 2016. Looks like a lot of cool stuff's coming out, but we just like to talk about what came out this year, what we didn't, what we liked, what we didn't like. Uh, some pretty cool stuff, I think, came out, and of course, a lot of bad stuff came out. As usual, horror movies, there's always 12 that are crappy, then you get a pretty good one. My picks... I actually have two of them, and everyone knew what I was going to pick already, and, oh. which is It Follows. Mm. You liar! You said you weren't going to pick it. <laughs> <laughs> you lied to me! I, there was a twist! I, I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> you guys... You son of a bitch. <laughs> I thought it was great. The mood, the acting. I like this year, too, which is just underneath It Follows, which is Bone Tomahawk. It's like a western horror cannibal movie. Uh, great character development. It has Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox, Richard Jenkins. Uh, really great cast, good actors, and I'd have to place that on top with uh, with uh, It Follows. Worst movie I've I've already said uh, last <laughs> a couple podcasts ago was Good Night Mommy. I thought it was. Here's <laughs> a great film. Oh uh, yeah, my goodness. Yeah, if you don't like movies, it's a great film. <laughs> uh, then there was a few others, but that one was just so hyped up that it was this is a huge letdown. So I'm I'm still kind of angry about that movie. Uh, the visits. It was okay. That's all it, I got. It had say. a good twist. Yeah, it was cool. I love yeah. the twist. Is yeah. like the most realistic twist ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, is it that they have Alzheimer's? I'm telling you, I think that's what it is. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I'm not, not really telling you. Just I really just think it. it's like that they have dementia. Just watch the movie. Bindi, what was your picks? I really like cooties for like a better like. Yeah. Beat Still kind of watched it all the way through. I was. Um, I was let down, but go ahead, keep going. I, for like a more like fun kind of upbeat movie, I guess. Uh, I, but, with Dwight, but if you, I think the guide to the the Scout's Guide to the yeah. Zombie Apocalypse did it way better. I was gonna mention that. one. I haven't seen yeah. that. You saw it? Yeah, it I sweet. saw it. I saw both of them. All right. Don't ruin it. <laughs> I mean, no, that is true. Like, because I feel like they they were able since again they're well, no, it's not true because it's not like the kids were really that much of a focus in Cooties. I was gonna say since those kids are a little older, they were able to like be a little bit more graphic. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I mean, it's it's basically yeah. kids with like a porn star. Like, true, she's Funny not a porn star, hot. but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> holy crap! Seriously, she is though, so effing hot. I could not stop every time she was on the screen. I was like. Jesus Christ, that girl is hot. <laughs> yeah, no, she she's fucking gorgeous. She's fucking gorgeous. Oh um, my god. Another movie that I watched <laughs> that like kind of stuck out to me that I like, which I'm pretty sure it was early 2015, was Creep. Oh, I haven't seen that Creep. yet. I want to check that out. Um, like again, I like I like movies that kind of make me feel uncomfortable. Like I mean yeah. that like where at the end of it you're kind of like huh. What did I just watch? Like, <laughs> like I, like, I kind of like those. Like, again, with It Follows, after you said it, like, that was that's what I was going to kind of pick, too, but I kind of figured you were going to. Because, again, after, like, we like I watched it and we talked about it, and then, like, I thought about it. Like, I love movies where, like, I have to think about it to really, really enjoy it. Really appreciate yeah. Yeah. what happened, yeah. Um, and Creep was kind of like that. Because when you watch it, like, I don't know, you're kind of like, all right, okay, Dude's a creep. Like, I mean... <laughs> but then, like, when it ends, 
it, it just kind of comes full circle, and you just kind of get that, like, sinking feeling where you're just kind of like, all right, that was kind of weird. Like, you just get that, like, skin crawling, just kind of like, all right, that was pretty creepy. Like, did you, uh, have any of you guys seen, uh, it may not, not necessarily be a horror movie, but it's called The Gift? Yeah. Yes. You that guys all listed. saw that? That was listed, but I haven't seen it. It's, that's, that's a good, that's a good creepy movie also. I like those movies because, yeah. It makes you feel a little bit That's uncomfortable. That's the one with uh, Jason Bateman in it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jason Bateman, Joel Edgerton. He wrote and directed it also. And I like them because they, they feel, like, realistic. Like, people can be creepy like that. Right. Even without trying and shit. Like, I mean, and it makes you wonder, like, how creepy... Because you always know... Like, I mean, sometimes you're just like... Oh, that's just so and so. They're just kind of creepy. It kind of reminds me of like the kids who come in, who will like go into GameStop and hang out at the front desk the whole time. <laughs> you know, ask about like when the next fucking Halo's coming out. Or, you know, like, talk about how many video games they have. And the clerk's just behind there, like oh, get this guy away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, like I don't know. I appreciate those movies, and that's why like that movie kind of stuck out to me. And that's what I mean, like to me, it kind of ranks up there with like It Follows, where it kind of has that that like where you. It makes you think even after you watched it, which I right. like again. To me, that's like a good movie. And you kind of put yourself in that position of her. Like, what would you do? Like, I would oh, yeah. be behind you all the time. And again, with especially the way it ends, knowing that like it doesn't really end. Does it? We don't know exactly. <laughs> it's the best endings ever. Yeah, and that's what I mean. When I first watched it, I was like. That shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, it took me a couple days. And I was like, "All right, we gotta like, set it. Right, cool. We gotta like really let it like." And that's a, that's interesting where a movie can actually has to like marinate a little bit for you to like start to get like when you're still thinking about it later, and you're just like, you know. Uh. <laughs> but as a musician, I mean, I'm, I'm like that with music too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, sometimes when I first hear a band, I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" And then, like, after I hear it for a little while, I'm like. All right, now I can kind of like... Costanza. Yeah. I just watched that episode. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, I just got sick in my head. I like to go next. Uh, Now that you guys got the ball rolling, I actually started thinking about it. Um, It was already mentioned, uh, the uh, Boy Scouts Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. I found that to be very enjoyable. It was was fun to watch. It did. It accomplished what it set out to do. It really did. It was definitely... Crude, you know, puke jokes, tip joke kind of thing. But at the same time, it, it, it had good gore, good action. Just, it was really fun to watch. And there was a couple of parts where I was watching it. And I go, oh, come on, really? You're gonna, ah! Yeah. The part with, like, the old man in the window, for instance. Right, and the, <laughs> the, the strippers and stuff. Yeah. Oh, God, the, yeah, the zombie strippers. How can you go wrong with zombie strippers, for one? Um... Fucking, and when I saw the deer, all I thought about was Slither. Oh, like, yeah, that right. fucking terrible scene that, <laughs> the more that they got involved in the scene in, in Slither, the more he really wished he didn't do that scene. And it's, like, the most hokiest, worst yeah, scene in Slither. There's a scene where he's hanging out of the window, and he's, like, grabbing... No, the- no, there's a part where he fucking fights the goddamn rabid like, deer and the police. And it's so, it looks so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. And, it, and I had the, uh, I had the, uh, uh, DVD, 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 and I watched it. Behind, and he's like, you just see him going. It's it, it was supposed to be something so much better than this. <laughs> and you just see, he's like, and then it just got more shittier as we went. But at this point, we went too far. But um, yeah, it was uh, along the lines of Shot of the Dead, but with the crass adult humor of uh, Club Dread, or like of people from the United States. Yeah, yeah, and it was really fun to watch. Um, 
And then on a serious, more I guess uh, a little bit more serious movie, I would have to say uh, that one vengeance movie um, where the victim becomes kind of like the anti-hero. What was it? It was written in Vengeance. Oh, Vengeance. I saw the devil. No. Revenge. That came out a few years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say like it. it I and the thing is, I, I had it cubed up, and and one of the things I wanted to talk about next week, which is unfortunate, that she there will be vengeance. No idea. Never heard of it. Really? No one fucking. Mm-hmm. Oh. She got a babe on the cover. Yeah. She's got like an axe, and she's got There's, like showing like, a her butt line across her face or like that. Well, okay. So the the, oh. the whole storyline of that is that it starts off right in the back. Where she's in a fucking, like, like a locker room. Like, there's a fucking house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. She's got a dead body next to her. Oh. And she's fucking in her underwear, like, laying fast yeah. down. The guy comes in, he's like, I brought you soup. And she fucking was able to, like, get a chunk of, like, cement from her fucking thing and wax the fuck out of him. And that's the beginning of it. And where she hogties him, and it's almost along of, like, you're next. Where she... She becomes the aggressor. She is totally the aggressor. And she fucking makes him take her to any other houses that he might have. I have seen that. Yeah. What was it called? Um, I believe the name of the movie is called <coughs> There Will Be Vengeance. And it's an interesting take on it. But then it gets even better because when she starts to go to each house, you start to realize that some of these victims are not what you think them to be. Like... Some of them are so fucking far gone or yeah. kind of like are happy in their position and all this fucking shit happens and, and it's it's really good and it's an interesting thing that uh, I think is starting to become more of a theme with these movies where the typical female victim is now becoming, you know, the aggressor slash now kind of like vigilante and it's, it, it's a new uh, form of strength, I think. In these main characters, not like starting off being innocent victim, everyone dying around you, and then being forced into a position to save yourself, like fucking doing it now, taking control, and then adding on to it, like almost to the point where you kind of, for an instant, feel kind of bad for the guy, and then you're like, oh wait, no, this guy's a fucking asshole, like he totally has this coming. Well, this isn't entirely new. This is something that just comes out in waves of like uh, the, the female empowerment. And and taking control of their aggressors because you can look back in the seventies they had the same movies, although they're more grindhousey movies, not mainstream. There was uh, Miss Forty Five, which was one of them. Pussycat. Death Proof, though. I mean, uh, like, yeah, I just like yeah, well, Quentin Tarantino's. But homage I'm saying for like a more proof. recent one, which is based. Well, that's on it's like that's more of an homage to the movies. And, and it comes in waves like that. There was like with uh, Sigourney Weaver and Aliens. Yeah, this is true. But, but then it starts up again. But the, the, what I thought was really interesting with this one is that it's not just like with some of these characters that are these these heroines. It's not just a, a survival thing. It's almost like a form of getting pleasure from torturing them, almost like which I guess happens kind of in Death Proof too, but that they are almost darker than the set, like, antagonists in these movies. And that's what's interesting. Like, they're, And the thing is, a lot of these stories don't have a background story to them. Like, in uh, Your Next, you just knew that she came from, like, a militia kind of, like, family, but you don't really know too much about it. You just yeah. know she knows how to fucking make these weapons and, like, drive the fuck out of the house. And, um, you know, the same thing with this girl. Like, she learns how to kind of, like, 
capture him in a way where he's always in a chokehold and, and foot away, but like knows how to exhibit pain to him and stuff. And it's really interesting. And then like, you know, again, with American Mary, kind of the same idea. Like she really enjoys and, and, and takes like a pleasure out of doing ten times full to what she thinks he deserves for what he did to her. So it almost kind of like Vinyl, I don't want to say make them the villains, but kind of like introduces the darkness to our heroes that wouldn't have been there before. So she, she's transforming from the pre, uh, protagonist to the antagonist. Yeah. And predator becomes, or prey Which becomes the predator. Which is what I kind of want to touch on next time, but you know. I went with, uh, I really like the final girls. If you haven't seen it, I'd say check it out. It's with, uh, Adam Devine from Workaholics, which is, I don't know if you like that show, but I fucking love it. It's a throwback to the 80s. It's fucking goofy, and if you didn't know already, I've been blasting through 80s slasher flicks. <laughs> I found this list on YouTube. I will post it again if anyone would like. 322 80s slasher flicks. I got up to 218 and now have hit <laughs> hit a wall because i having a little trouble finding these last 100 and, uh, what, 104? But, uh... I've got 12 set up in my Netflix queue, another 40 in the saved section, but uh, I'll get through that eventually. But yeah, Final Girls was the shit. They go back in the 80s, like enter, they actually enter a movie. You know, that movie's uh, PG-13. Is it? Yeah. Well, it was still pretty sweet, you know, and it was funny. They had, you know, some, it was like cliche 80s one-liners that they were doing and stuff, and I don't know if you know this, but I uh, like 80s fucking flicks, so... No. Yeah. A backup movie that I really enjoyed also, I just saw a couple days ago, was Deathgasm 2. Oh, that movie's awesome! Which brings my two favorite things, horror movies and fucking metal yeah. music, so uh, that one was shot in New Zealand, so you kind of have their New Zealand accents and a little New Zealand slang and stuff, which was uh, also made it enjoyable. And Can I just say, that, did you feel that um, the director of that film... Was uh, influenced by any means of like Peter Jackson kind of thing, and I Bad thought it was taste. Like, I watched the the behind the scenes. And he was like, we wanted, you know, was growing up as a huge fan of Bad Taste. And and I knew it because like you can uh, see, you can get the sense of it from that. And I'm like, oh, this is, and I wrote those in my notes. Like, <laughs> you know, there's definitely there's certain almost funny, really gory gag scenes that totally just reminded me of my buddy Bad taste and Mitch Dead got me that for my birthday. Bad Taste on DVD. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, nice. I, I love that movie. That too. Awesome. It's really great. That's why when he told me, he's like, he messaged me. He's like, hey, do you like Peter Jackson movies? I'm like, well, <laughs> depends on which one. Like, <laughs> like any of like his old? Have you seen like any of his old horror movies? I'm like, I love fucking Dead Alive. And then he was like, oh, okay, no, I, I got you something for your birthday. I'm like, all right, sweet. sweet. And then like, he showed up and it was in my mailbox. I'm like, this is so awesome. That's so cool. like, Part with the head, I was. <laughs> oh yeah, he uses like gum to hold yeah. it together. And like, <laughs> My favorite movie that I saw in 2015 is We're Still Here. Mm. Very good. It was a very good movie. I enjoyed that it, a lot. I just love the simplicity of it. You know, there weren't all these bells and whistles in it to make it stand out, and I thought that gave the movie a lot of charm. It did. I agree. And again, like the third act is you know, one of the bloodiest things I've ever seen in cinema so history. Blood. And again, it has something for everybody. There's, you know, possession, there's... Family ghosts, unity. Family unity. 
Although the ending has always kind of been a little unclear to me. But then, like, when you see the credits and you, like, see, like, all the newspaper <coughs> articles, you kind of understand, like, what was going on. Yeah, you learn more about what, the, and, what curses or whatever. And, and you know what's funny <laughs> is that movie, like, pulls the biggest I got you on it because watching the trailer, you would think it's just a haunted house movie, but it's way more than that. Like, that people in the town are involved on it. And it's, like, kind of an unspoken agreement, like... You get your blood, we get our peace. Well, in the preview, it's like, we're ghosts aren't the only thing they have to be concerned about, or something like that. See, that's how they fucking get you in the trailers, man. Good night, mommy. That's what I'm talking about. this time it was good, though. It was actually... It worked out. I mean, that's... uh, I mean... Anyway. One of the greatest scenes in that movie, too. Someone opens the door, is greeted with a double-barrel shotgun, and boom! No more head. That was the chick's head. Yeah. Get out of this house! (laughs) Um, I love how much booze they drink in that movie. <laughs> I recently saw Insidious Chapter 3. <laughs> it seems like they just made it to cash in on the yeah. franchise. Um, like, if you're going to do a prequel, you need to answer questions that you... Oh. Like, there's a plot hole. Prequel that answers the question. I did like the entity in it, the main entity, the respirator ghost. I thought mm-hmm. he was very creepy. You know, just him in the shadows waving to her was... You know, creepy imagery. Oh man! The part where she looks at his shadow and then, <laughs> no, <laughs> I like the scene right before that in the fucking theater. Yeah, that where you that was the catwalk. I was like, like, holy shit! Like that, um, that gave me goosebumps. That was creepy. One, one line I did love in that movie. It involved the uh, the bride in black and uh, no, yeah. the the medium. <laughs> But it's like you're human. You're stronger than it's like it's it's like from Scary Movie Two. It's a skeleton. <laughs> um, and she pushes her off, and the line she gives when the ghost comes back is like, "Come on, bitch!" <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it just backs off. I thought that was pretty funny. That movie will go in like my uh, least favorite. I mean, for what it was, like Insidious, the first Insidious movie was creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you don't like ghost movies. I was going to say, that, that is one, though, that I, I the first one I did enjoy. The second one, I almost feel like the... Really forced on your throat kind of thing. Yeah. I was going to say, I almost feel like how you guys do about the third one is how I kind of felt about the second one. Like, I mean, it was kind of just like a... Kind of like, all right, um, let's keep this going. Yeah. <laughs> the other movie that I'm going to pick for my least favorite, um, and it wasn't really anything particular. It was just, I didn't really... You know, if I'm watching a movie that's only 80 minutes and I am 40 minutes into it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, really? Like, this movie is dragging. It was uh, Lost After Dark, which was a throwback 80s horror movie. That's yeah, I like that movie. So, yeah, I heard good things. You didn't like that one? Not, I haven't seen it's it. It's not so much that I didn't like it. It was just, sometimes they tried to cram the fact that it was an 80s movie down your throat. Yeah. Which uh, which Patrick brother is that Robert? It's Robert Patrick. Yeah. I love Robert Patrick. He he's amazing, but he was just too intense in that movie. When when they're trying to find the daughter, what are her coordinates? Yeah, he, <laughs> down, dude. he was hamming it up. Yeah, he, he was hamming it way up. No, you can't really. You can't think of any other movies that were worse than that one. I just Maggie. Maggie was so boring and slow. The whole the whole. The whole premise of Maggie is... I almost lost a friendship my, from that movie. It's my daughter to a zombie. <laughs> I, I can't kill my daughter, but... You know, like, if you see... Those are two things people wanted to see for years. Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting zombies. And he, what, kills two? Yeah. I want to see him go commando on some zombies. Ah! 
That's another movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, there was tons of bad movies that came out. Like, I saw this one called so many. called Muck, and it's fucking horrible. Now, here's something the director tried to do, which, you know, it's courageous with this movie, is that he filmed the second movie in a trilogy first. Wait, so, say that again? I'm sorry. He, for, he filmed the second movie in a trilogy first. Okay. Yeah, meaning, say like, uh, George Lucas directed Empire Strikes Back, then he did Star Wars A New Hope. Or then he did Return of the Jedi. Just think of it like that. Okay. Or That's Godfather 2. I can understand this. Godfather, yeah. they did Godfather 2 first. Then they did... Well, actually, that might actually... Be no, Godfather was. 3 and then yeah. Godfather 1 then Godfather 2. Yeah, so, yeah, he did that, and the movie came off horribly. I mean, there's a lot of boobs in it. A lot. Yeah! Not enough to make it... No, Kane Hodder's the bad, one of the bad guys in it, even. Watch and he out. can't even save it. And it was just... Let's hope horrible. nobody crumbles money in front of him. <laughs> Hashtag horror was horrible. I just saw that, and it was bad. Paranormal Activity 5 was pretty shitty. What? Yeah. It was way Dude, bad. if you're afraid of black ink, then yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, it was just like a squid took a shit yeah, on the Yeah, it's like, oh, these special effects in 3D, blah, 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 and it's just like you a know, fucking black... I've been it's, waiting for that movie to come out to DVD for it's a right, while. Man. It's but it's not, it's the, not fucking, it's the last not one anything. It's terrible. DVD. 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 Yeah, there's, oh, there's tons of bad That's, stuff. That's, I mean... Exeter wasn't a good movie. Which one? Exeter. Exeter? No, it wasn't. But yeah, it was, I didn't really expect too much from that. Yeah. Uh, what else is really shitty? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to completely shit on Lost After Dark, but... You're going to. No. <laughs> well, you don't need to... Okay, I get it. Like, I could tell by the dress. I could tell by someone trying to solve a Rubik's Cube and, oh, no one's ever going to get this and throwing it out a window. Yeah, it's the fucking... I can tell by the fucking music. I can tell by the way the douchebags are dancing that it's the goddamn 80s. All right? Like, I don't need fucking girls wearing the fucking workout socks and the fucking snap bracelets and... But if they weren't, how would you know? <laughs> I, I yeah. have no idea what time it is until someone wears something that's... That's just how they dressed back then. <laughs> it's not like, I, it, they weren't trying to stuff. shove it down your face, down your throat. That's just face. what it was. I was going to say, it's not like they were wearing t-shirts that said like, this is the 80s. <laughs> like, like, wow, it's the Check 80s. Check out my Duran Duran shirt. It's yeah. awesome. My, but, my George Michael gloves right here. Yeah. The Rubik's Cube thing is kind of stupid. <laughs> if that's how it actually you know, went it's, down, it's, like, it's not like, good this. And somebody, like, chugs some tab. And, like, like, <laughs> like, if I was expecting someone to go, like, Billy Madison and rock a fucking Canadian tuxedo with an REO Speedwagon shirt and lay on the hood of a Trans Am, it's like, okay. But that's... Did that happen? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's how the 80s were. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the eighties were so awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I could go back now and live the eighties as myself now, <sighs> cocaine. You'd, you would be <laughs> a lot of cocaine. Logo, you'd be knee deep in pussy. That's that's what I and would a say. lot of cocaine. And you'd be like, you want to hear some real heavy yeah. metal? Yeah. I totally see you with a mullet though. Oh, I, I would be rocking one so hard. hard. The start of 2016 has been really shitty. Um, I cried. We lost Lemmy at the tail end of 2015. Um, 
Angus Scrim from Phantasm. Yeah. The tall, tall Man. Or we're never going to see if he has it in him for one more movie, which, mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, yeah. I'm sure if they use enough from Roll Riot, no one will notice the difference. Like, I mean, it's pretty... Close to death looking. Yeah. Harsh. Those movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, yeah. like, kick, he's just... kick him while he's down. Piss on his grave. <laughs> well, I think he's already 60. Yeah. No, no, seriously. Oh, oh, so his head's probably sticking out of the ground. Oh, God. And lastly, <sighs> David Bowie. It was sad. Really, really, that one. That the hunger. One. The hunger. Oh, my God, yes. You know what? I was listening to uh, Opie and Jimmy today at work, and it was from Monday. And, you know, they it was the day they announced that David Bowie died, and they uh, were playing a song off of his new album, and when you listen to the lyrics, it's like, Jesus Christ, he knew he was going to die pretty soon. Because I'm not a big music fan of David Bowie, but I was like, this song is beautiful, this song is, oh, God, like, this song is, like, tugging at my heartstrings a little bit, and thankfully they stopped it because, like, you just listen to the lyrics, and it's like, Jesus, he knew. Yeah, you know what though? Um, when when I found out about it, and then I was at work, and I was pretty bummed out about the whole situation. One of my friends actually had posted a comment that somebody had written to her, and it did make me feel a little bit better. Well, I mean, as better as you can feel about the situation. If you're sad today, just remember that this Earth has existed for over four billion years, and you got to be here at the same time as David Bowie. And I was like, that's true. I got to experience a world with David Bowie in it and Lemmy and the tall man. And what a wonderful world. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. And if you liked us or hated us, please feel free to contact us at either one of these spots. Facebook.com slash Pinheads of Horror or follow us on Twitter at Pinheads Horror. Also, if you'd like to download us and subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. And there's nothing we love more than feedback from our audience. So if there's anything you think that we should check out or something you agree or disagree with, feel free to contact us. <laughs>